Welcome to Treasure Mountain, the podcast that inspires and guides people to find the treasure within human experience. I'm your host, Sol Hanna. On this episode of Sage Advice, we have as our guest Arjan Hasapanya of Damasara Monastery in Western Australia. Arjan Hasapanya was born in Ipoh, Malaysia in 1960. During her days as a layperson, she and her family generously supported Arjan Sajato when he was practicing in Ipoh. The main influence in Arjan Hasapanya's spiritual development is the monastic lifestyle of the forest tradition. When Ajahn Hasapanya had developed enough courage and inspiration to become a nun, Ajahn Sajato pointed her towards joining Damasara Nuns Monastery. She joined Damasara in 2002, beginning her monastic training as an Anagarika, a trainee nun. She then ordained as a 10 precept nun with Ajahn Vayama as her teacher. She subsequently ordained as a bhikkhuni in 2009 with Aya Tataloka as her preceptor in a ceremony at Bodhnyana Monastery. Currently, Ajahn Hasapanya is the abbot of Damasara Nuns Monastery and the assistant spiritual director of the Buddhist Society of WA. She's heavily involved in teaching and training nuns, anagarikas and laypeople. She's the main teacher to 18 monastic trainees at Damasara. In this episode, we are going to ask Ajahn Hasapanya the big one. How can we have everything and be happy? Yes, that's right. It's possible. Or so we think. To have it all and be happy. Find out how as we seek for the treasure within. Treasure Mountain, Arjan. How are you today? Uh, hello, Saul. Yes, I'm fine, good. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's get started with our uh, big question okay. today. And I thought I'd just quickly oh, okay. introduce our first um, question. Now, mm-hmm. by way of introducing this topic, it came to my mind because many of us in modern society are conditioned mm-hmm. to have high expectations, mm. to shoot for the stars in terms of achievement during our lives. Mm. But many of us feel burnt out we keep Mm -hmm. trying but no matter how much we get done we don't seem to be any nearer to achieving our dreams Mm -hmm. and many people out there who feel as though there just aren't enough hours in the day and Mm -hmm. that they could feel better off if they just had a bit more money and a bit more time Mm -hmm. how can such people including myself how Mm -hmm. can we get to a place in life where we no longer feel as though we don't have enough time uh, and money. Well, well, sorry, I should say when we, when we no longer feel that way, that we no, don't, okay. don't have enough time and money. Yeah. I think one of the things that now most people lack of is the quality of this gratitude. And gratitude itself actually is really unlocks the fullness of life because sometimes when you don't have that gratitude, it's always not enough. Like if someone had that, that, that quality, that gratitude, even with a sip of water, you really feel so thankful for that sip of water. You feel so grateful for that. But if you don't have that quality, I give you the entire world, the best of everything. We still think that it's not good enough. We still take it for granted. I think that is one of the, that quality that actually that you know, we need to develop that quality. That's, that, that's a, that, that qualities also leads to contentment because we keep you know chasing after things and you know especially when we fit our desires and it's never fulfilled we want more and more and especially you know when you know all this excitement so each time when we get what we want and then and then when we fulfill that when we fulfill that and then we, we need to have more excitement and then we have to move one more level up. 
Then, then when we have, when we get that, get to that level, and then we need to move another level up, and then it's never satisfied. It's like, like the Buddha said, like just drinking salty water. And you keep drinking it, and you don't feel. You, you want to drink more. You you, ne, 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 you will never fulfilling. It's just like a, a bottomless a pit. You know, you keep filled up, filled up. You know, I think it's also because of our desires. You know, no matter you know how much we have, it's always not enough. So the only way to stop that desires, that is to 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 develop the key, to key to 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 to, to stop that. Actually, is contentment, but. Contentment itself, there is another the quality like gratitude actually leads to contentment. And that actually, this is a very, very important gratitude. Actually, we can apply this, we can practice this in our daily life to develop this quality. And I remember... Mm. So you're saying that gratitude... Yep. Yeah, I remember so you're saying when gratitude I, is the, yeah. like an antidote. Yes. Mm. Yes. Go on. And also, yeah, and also is the and also is the key to 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 the contentment, because it, we always take it for granted, and we think that you know we we we, we think that is you know that that never enough, and and that's why sometimes like for example in the monastery we have uh we have some like some of the tradition some of the practice we do is that our nuns when they need a new robe they have to sew it themselves. And then the, mm, actually right. the feedback from the nuns, they are very grateful for that because they never know how difficult it is to sew a, a rope. If someone sold <laughs> it for us, we take it for granted, we okay, we just get the rope. But when they do it themselves, they realize actually so much effort put in. You know, all you know, all the effort put mm, in, mm. you know, and, and sewing it because we just get it so easily. And then we, we take it for very easily, we take it for granted. I remember when I first joined the monastery, and of course, in early days I, I practiced in, in in Thailand, and then I'm more on the ascetic, you know, have the idea of this ascetic practice. Then when I arrived arrived at Damasara, I was thinking, I was thinking, I I started to have doubt whether this is a place suitable for me to practice because we have abundant, we have everything, and so well support, mm. and I was thinking. I think I, 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 I can't develop, I can't practice contentment because I have everything, you know. It's so abundant, so well supported. Mm. And actually, this is my misinterpretation and misunderstanding of what is so-called contentment. And then I, I even have, have that idea of, you know, have that thoughts, you know, that one moment of thoughts that thinking of, I think I might, I want to leave <laughs> because it's not a suitable place for me to practice. <laughs> because it's like you know, I mean, as a monastic, you should be happy with few things, you know. Uh, not all the. Uh, to me, like even taking taking honey is something that is luxurious to me. You know, I should just happy with um, happy with sugar. No honey, <laughs> honey is uh, so luxurious. It's really a luxurious things uh, for me. And then this is really at the beginning is really bother me. I remember once I, I then I start to do one of the, the, the suttas, you know, I forgot which one that uh, look at the, the qualities of contentment. And then Venba Kasaba is the one is the foremost ascetic practice. Then I read that passage about uh, describe describe Venba Kasaba. He said he's one content with whether whether it's inferior or superior things. He contends with whatever mm. that's been offered to him. And that line struck me. And it's just like my, that really, like it's like a waking up, you know, like just struck me. And then I realized, hey, you are now discontent with good things. <laughs> you are discontent with nice things, you know. And, and that's actually, contentment is mm. not about you should have, you know, you shouldn't deserve this. You should have things that is uh, 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 inferior things and you shouldn't deserve to have superior things. Contentment is content with whatever. Whether it's superior, you know, or inferior. Even someone like Venpa Kasapa, you know, he is the foremost ascetic practice. And he's, he's okay. Even people give him a nice food, he's content with that. And even 
anything that is uh, yeah. uh, inferior, he's also happy with that. Then I realized that this is how I misunderstand, you know, that what is so called contentment. Then, but I was I was discontent with having good things, having been well supported, mm. and I'm not content with that. You know, that this is how our idea yeah, of yeah. being content, isn't it? And even even at some stage, yes. I was thinking, oh, I, I'm going to leave here. I think I cannot practice here. It's it's too good. I will I will be spoiled. <laughs> you know, but and then that really mm. when I read that Absolutely. passage, that really changed my whole mindset. Like you just like you know, it's just like you've been you've been like struck, and you just wake up. Oh, yes, this is my misinterpretation. Misunderstanding of what is so called contentment, and we have this idea, you know. But oh, it's just a concept. But it's a we have. I I have been misinterpreting the meaning. What is so called contentment, and I misunderstand. Then once I I realize that I really drop that, <laughs> and I tend to judge others Absolutely. as well. You know. Yeah, so. Yeah. I just want to ask as well, though, that is the problem. What is the root problem here? Is it our fault finding mind and our is a lack of contentment the problem? Because today in a, a rich society like Australia, we have so much more than people in any previous era, yet we still feel like we don't have enough. What is going on here? What's the problem? Because it come from our craving, our wanting. Because the one thing, once you mm. fulfill, it, it never, it, it want more and more and more. It will never fulfill. So it's just like our the excitement will always move. You know, one more step up, one more. That's why people get into all these doing weird things, like normal things, no longer, no longer excited. You know, it's it's no more excite them anymore. <laughs> they want more and more, and that is the problem. That's why the Buddha said this is this is so called the Buddha called this unwholesome happiness. It's not good or bad, but this kind of happiness, you know, you rely on the senses, you rely the object outside yourself, and it's kind of like a, a borrowed type of happiness, you know. Yeah, it's very short-lived. You feel, uh, you know, happy a little while, you know, the excitement, and the moment you get it, oh, that's it, and then then you you look for more, more mm. and more excitement, and that that is the that that is the reason. Because it's come from the, the craving itself, the, the one thing, the one thing, you know. They said the only way is that to stop that one thing. To stop the one thing, we can't just stop it like mm. that. It's where you can't, we can't do it. They said we have to develop certain quality. Certain quality is help us to stop the craving. We mm. cannot use willpower. Oh, come on, come on, we, we, we have to stop our craving. We can't do that. If, if it, and then all of us will get enlightened easily, isn't it? We can't use willpower. That's why we have to. We have to deliberately. We have to actively develop certain qualities to help us to lead us to to stop that craving, that wanting, wanting more and more and more. Mm. So, having a sense of contentment—that's the feeling that we're aiming for when. We all of that craving and so forth. That's actually all we do is we want that feeling of fulfillment, for contentment. But you're saying that we don't get contentment and fulfillment from getting what we want. We get contentment and fulfilling fulfillment by developing it, by developing the mind. Yes. Could you talk a little bit more about what it is that we need to develop to get to this feeling of fulfillment and contentment? Yeah, they said the, there, there's something that developed that because of uh, uh, when when we are not when our mind when is our heart is so empty, because when we are full, you know, when they said they said like 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 some of these qualities like um, the happy, happiness come from come from like giving, because giving is also the antidote mm. of getting, and to develop generosity is also part of that. And this is help, you know, that to, to help that is to, to want more and more. And we can, we can, we also, we experience ourselves when we give, we feel more relaxed, you know. But when we want something, 
we, I can feel even if I, I want something, I can feel my body tense up. I feel my body like, you know, try to grab something. But when I give, I feel that such a relief that I, I be able to give, you know. And this is to, to develop this quality. And of course, we have to start from a coarser level to more refined level. You know, of course, we can't just let go of a craving easily, but we let go of, you know, at least uh, attachment to things, to material things, or to things that we would like to have it. You know, then okay, we can give a little bit. Maybe at the beginning, we can give, you know, we're happy to give a share a little bit and give. And then eventually, we can give more, or we can even, you know, give things that we would like to have it ourselves, and then they give it to others, you know. And, and, and this also will help like practice generosity to develop that. And also, also develop, uh, 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 also being a virtuous, virtue is also help because we are more, when, 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 we, when we practice, when we, when we keep in precept, when being a virtuous person, virtue itself is help us to more aware of our bodily action, our mind, our thoughts, that thoughts are, uh, you know, we are more aware and that's helped us to develop the mindfulness. We're more aware of, you know, that our, our, uh, uh, the thoughts arise, the, the particular thoughts arises that moment we crave for that. Actually, we are more aware and it's also part of that. They said the Buddhists always stress so much about the Norway Four Path, you know. The virtue itself is also mm. help to develop mindfulness and then mm. the generosity itself also develop that, you know, that, that, that help us, you know, to, 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 to crave for things, the attachment to things. And of course, we start from material things first, being let go. If we can't even let go of material things, how come we let go our craving is more subtle? So actually, it's a, it's a gradual training. And, and this is part of that. And, and then also, we, act, we are not only restraining, you know, our, 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 our mind, our, our thoughts that that is any uh, that's any because craving itself also leads to un, unwholesome is the root of is unwholesome root one thing itself and we cannot get what we want we get upset we get angry and lead to this unwholesome actions unwholesome emotion fear anger and that is that one leading to another and that's also helps when we practice you know restraining our mind and it's help to develop a mindfulness and we also actively develop qualities like generosity and then also uh, develop the quality of gratitude and we actually we can apply this in, in everyday life I, I do that every morning you know I, I do that you know start the day with thoughts of gratitude and we end the day with gratitude actually it's really help like for example i do that for years even now i'm still doing it by morning i have my breakfast i will stop and i just i will reflect i look at the food that i'm having then i really bring my all my attention my focus on the food and i i reflect on that and I reflect that the food that i'm having is all also many beings you know and the people who prepare it, and the people, the, the, the donors who, who donate this, and then all the beans contribute into this food. And so much effort, so much, so many people, so many beans contribute in the food that I eat. And I feel so grateful that, you know, that the, just the food itself, I don't, not, not take it for granted, oh, you know, that, that because I'm a nun, that they should, they should serve me, people should, you know, offer me, you know, a dana that should offer me food. But we take it for granted and actually it's a help and it's a way to recondition our mind. And also like sometimes I do like you wake up in the morning and just remind ourselves, you know, okay, today you, you know, we rise up to be thankful and to remember ourselves that the fact that, you know, I'm still, I'm still alive. I'm so grateful for that. I'm still grateful that, you know, that I'm still, even I'm grateful that I'm still breathing. <laughs> and actually, it's really <coughs> helped. And also, also one of the things also, is also helped me sometimes when I get up early in the morning. And the first thing I ask myself, what can I give today? What can, can, what can I be of service today? Mm. 
uh, actually it does help because this is how we brainwash ourselves, <laughs> recondition. Because mm. because when we have the fault finding mind, is this is how we develop the habit. So we have to change our mentality, our habit of thinking. So when we change that, then actually it does help. It does help that you know that you you always look for something that is good, you know, rather than actually gratitude also help with the fault finding mind. And if, if someone have no gratitude, you constantly complain, you complain of everything, <laughs> and then always blame others right. for your mistake. You blame others for your problem. It's always someone for someone else's problem. We don't look at ourselves. But this actually is really help to stop and to, to really, you know, and, and at, at the mm. end of the day, we just ask ourselves, you know, that, okay, you know, what have I learned today? If I did, I learned a lot. If I, did, if I didn't learn a lot, at least I learned a little. And even if I didn't learn, uh, you know, a, 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 a little, but at least I'm not sick. So even if I'm sick, at least yeah. I'm still alive. And actually that really helped with all this, you know, reflection, contemplation. And this is uh, more like we brainwash ourselves to change our way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I really want to thank you for that answer because I was just going to ask you to unpack your advice and you've just given some really good practical tips on how to develop gratitude mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that's really valuable and I think if people put that into practice, they'll see some real changes. But I also wanted to just uh, jump along a little bit and ask yeah. how could people put their practice of generosity, how could they, what's a practical way they could make that part of their daily routine to be giving every day? Yeah. Sometimes giving is not necessary that you have to, you know, you, you, you have to give material things, but sometimes even kind words, even a smile, and that is also giving. I, I, I mm. must share with you, this really struck me. I think that's a few years ago, I was, I, I, I attended a, one of the, uh, a, a, it's a conference, and is that there was one of the uh, speaker, she's a, she's a helpline, you know, helping people with suicide. The, the, the reason why she's mm. involved in this, because her brother is, is a suicider. And that's why she she's one of the volunteer to help people, you know, uh, you know from from there's uh, a there's a it's a helpline. So he's one of the volunteer. And then he said, this is a true story. Someone shared with him, and this person actually was really depressed and was really into like thinking of you know that he's so lonely and he was on his way that oh i'm not i'm going to kill i'm going to kill myself i don't think that i i i'm i'm not going to i i i'm so you know it's just like meaningless why i'm being alive you know and he's just he was just on his way to, to kill himself you know then someone on the other side walking towards him but he 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 didn't know this person and this person give him a big smile said hello to him and because that time you think, oh, no one care about me, oh, you know, and then some, once you, you once you get drawn into that negativities, you know, and that's it, you can't come out. And suddenly he feel that like, yeah, it's, that is someone still. I still that like, you feel that you being care, you know, someone smile and someone wave at him and just smile at him, and that moment he just mm. stop him from, you know, that he is he feel it's really warm his heart. And he's, he got that kind of, he feel that care and warmth. And actually that person give him a big smile, save his life. I, I must say, this person don't even know That's that he has saved someone's life. And the person don't even know, but this yeah. person share that actually that person give him a big smile and wave at him and say hello to him. And actually he feels so, it really warms his heart. And that moment he stopped that, 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 that thoughts of, you know, killing himself. And they say sometimes that like, giving is not necessary. That they, sometimes kind words, you know, encouragement. Sometimes people do need that only, you know, just to be there for that person. Mm. Kind words, nice words, gentle words, 
it's actually it's, it's no need to, to we no need to have we, we don't have to give lots of things to others you know if someone need you know if someone you know just to be there for that person you know if we can help we, we you know we help if someone you know we just be there for the person if we can you know if we can encourage someone we do our best to encourage someone and this is also part of giving it's not necessarily that we have to give material things a smile itself also you save someone's life that's and excellent advice stingy, i yeah. mean giving can be so useful can it it just it can be kind yeah. words it can be giving your time yeah. and care yeah. Is yeah. that's a way you can be uh, generous yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. I remember mm. many some years ago there was a lady. She came to me. She was really desperate because her, her son uh, committed suicide, but but fortunately was unsuccessful. So he was in the hospital, and she came to me. She said, "Come on, give me some dharma books. I want my son to read dharma books." I told her, I said, no, this is not the time for your son to read Dharma books. I said, no. <laughs> I said, please don't bombard him with all this. It's not the time for him. I said, if you truly, you know, want to help your son, first of all, you help yourself. You calm down first. Mm. Be peaceful and calm. You offer your, your calmness, mm. your peacefulness. I said, if you look so worried, when your son see you, he feels so guilty, you know. I said, I said the only way mm. you can help your son, just there be with him. Just be kind, just loving and the care for him and not bombard him with all this. And he can't, he, you know, he's not receptive. This is not the time. So now he needs that kind of someone to be there, you know, holding his hand and mm. sit there quietly. And if you are peaceful, the other person feel your energy. And also giving is what we also can give our peace. Actually, this is more precious. Mm. I told him as I told her, I said, this is this is really priceless. Your 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 your, your kindness, your peace, your calm. So I said, first of all, make yourself as peaceful as you can. Calm yourself down and very peaceful and calm. And then you go there and sit with him with sharing your calmness and peace because mm. when when you have the energy actually you you affect the other person so the, your, your son will feel your energy when you're peaceful and you're calm if you're agitated he can feel that too so i said you just sit there very peacefully and calm and you offer this peace and calm it's truly priceless better than you try to give him mm. you know I said, it's not the time, don't give him Dharma book, he can't read Dharma book now. I said, now you first of all, you need to, yeah. what you need to do is to make yourself as peaceful as you can and you calm yourself down and this is how you help your son. It's not to try to, sometimes it's not the time to, you know, try to, you know, give him all sorts of advice. Sometimes people do not need that. Sometimes, sometimes that, like for example, like people come to me, sometimes I just listen. Sometimes people just want someone to be there to listen to, you know. Actually, you don't have to give lots of, you know, mm. all sorts of advice. And then they feel already better. If you just sit there, you know, they feel supported. They feel someone there for them. And they feel good. And then they hear what they want to say. They feel much better. And there's a better way to support someone. Mm. And this is also a, a good way to give, you know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, this is the best giving we can give peace and calm to others yeah that's uh, well said and thank you for those stories as well i mm. want to just move on to one more um mm. thing that you mentioned before mm. in terms of developing this state of contentment in our minds yeah. mm. you did mention the uh developing like mindfulness or present moment awareness mm. Mm. what i mean there's a lot of research now which says mm. That those people who practice meditation regularly uh, do develop a greater sense of peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Oh, because um, because sometimes the mind is a conditioned thing. Because we are not aware, we keep repeating, we keep following our whole. Because sometimes since we were born, and sometimes even from our previous life, you know, we we develop certain habitual pattern 
But if we are not aware of that, very easily we just follow that pattern. And then we follow and then we repeat the same thing and go on and on and on. Of course, we, we keep doing the same thing. We always get the same results. They say we develop mindfulness that help us to change, to change that following that old mm. habit. I remember, uh, I think last year, I think three years ago, there was someone said to me that, oh, you know, I, I've been told that we all condition and then uh, we think that we make our choice. Actually, we are not making our choice. We just follow our, our old habit. We are being conditioned. So, and then, then, so how are we coming, come out of it? We just keep, you know, repeating the same thing, you know, and go round and round. How are, how are we coming, how are we, you know, to get out of this, you know, this cycle? And I told him, yeah, you can't. <laughs> and then he was a bit shocked, you know, when mm. I said, oh, you can't. I said, until you recognize that. When you recognize that you have certain underlying tendency, you tend to, you know, repeat that, you know, you, you draw into that habit pattern, that man, the, 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 the habitual pattern, you know, that you, you, that is the underlying tendency, you incline towards that. Unless you, 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 you recognize that. If you can't see that, they say that be able to recognize that you have to develop present moment awareness and then establish that and then sit in meditation to, to develop that peaceful mind. Until your mind is peaceful enough, calm enough, then only you'll be able to see that the underlying tendency that causes the problem. If not, we will never see that. We can't see that. Because we keep feeding it, we keep repeating, mm. you know. And then, we, we, of course, you know, how come we have a different results? And then there's some people think, why, 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 why always get into all this? But when you start to practice, you, you be able to see. I remember, for example, just give you an example. When I was a lay person, I find it very difficult to say no to others. Because, and then even, and then I, I, I just identify myself like, oh, I'm very kind and very helpful and like to help people. And, but sometimes I get in too much too full on my plate. Mm. And then I, I got yeah. stressed out. But even though I aware of that, but whenever people ask me, but deep down I think I know that I can't do any I, it's too much for me. But actually I wanted to say no. But come out is still yes. Yes. And I realized yeah. why I did that. You know, then I started actually come from the practice I started to see that the reason why I can't say no and I realized that actually I, I like to please people because I'm afraid that if I said no, they don't like me anymore, want to be like. Sometimes we can't see our underlying tendency but it takes a bit of practice. At the beginning, I can't see it but over a period of time, as my mind becomes more peaceful, uh, as I'm more clarity, you know, after that, you know, and I can see that actually I just, if I said no, people would not like me anymore. And that I, I like to please people, to say that I'm a good person, I'm very helpful. That kind of, we're so concerned about how people look at us, you know. And it's again, I can see the underlying tendency of the, the sense of self. I, who, who I identify mm. myself yeah. as. And this is how I started to see that. And then I managed eventually one day, I said no. Uh, it's such a relief, I must say that when I, the first time when I said no, <laughs> it's a relief for me. And then after that, I have no problem saying no. At the be I struggle so much to, I want to say no, but I just can't because of that that that, that, that sense of self, yeah. the ego, who we think we are, and 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 and, and even th that time, even though I'm aware of that, but still quite difficult to let it go. And it's really take lots of practice until you really, you know, ready, you keep practicing, you keep practicing, develop uh, present moment awareness, you know, apply this in your daily life, the practice. Actually, it takes time. And slowly you can let go a little bit more, a little bit more. Eventually, I'll be able to say no. I remember when I first, I was so much joy and happiness that that, that is my happiest moment, you know, when I when my the, the words come out no, that eventually I did it, you know. I did it, you know. 
before that I even <laughs> though I know that this is causes me problem but I still can't do it but I continue to practice and then eventually that when your mind becomes more and more you have more and more clarity your mind become more and more peaceful actually you you start to develop the self-confidence when it comes naturally you know when you develop when you have those qualities you know and and actually the the uh, uh, loving kindness also come from purity as your mind become purer and purer you know you have uh, you have more clarity and actually you're naturally kind they said someone asked me that you know i said true metta true loving kindness come from purity if your mind is pure you're naturally kind so it takes sometimes to develop that is even at the beginning you're aware of that but i always i remember i always uh you know uh uh, uh I, I always you know sometimes to to give myself a little bit of you know encouragement because i like the buddha said you know a fool know that he's a fool he's still wise to the extent a fool think that he's wise yeah it's wise indeed a fool i keep telling me okay i still cannot let go now it's okay but at least i know that this is something i need to work on yeah. you know okay i still wise to the extent then i feel give myself the encouragement sometimes also we need that and i find that it's useful i remember this really also helped me i remind myself that you know at least you know i'm aware that you know like that this is something i need to work on and and this really causes me suffering and i find that it's, it's also useful like some of this some of the reflection i find that it's also useful sometimes at the end of the day you know tell ourselves that you know you know it's, it's good enough you know and, and well done you did your very best and not to, not to beat oneself up and and it's also help like end of the day that you know we, we, we you know we pat ourselves that you know that yes you did your very best even though you you you, you don't you don't achieve even i didn't achieve what i have planned but i still love you it's okay well done sometimes we need to develop that you know because no one can help us so that is something that is actually lots of little practice that I, I use in my life that has really helped me a lot, you know. That's that's really more. that's really interesting actually. Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting because I mean when we talk about practice in Buddhism, we often we say, Well, you know, you need to do some generosity, you need to practice your virtue, you need to practice meditation. But one of the things that can be really helpful is these little reflections or yeah. contemplations yeah. Uh, it could be that you listen to a wise teacher and then you yeah. just spend some time reflecting upon those yeah. or as you were just saying uh, like that sense of getting to the end of the day and saying oh you know thank you to me for all the effort i've put in and you know putting up with all that hard stuff good on you you know and it's like a sense of gratitude and appreciation yeah. towards yeah. yourself yeah. and it can really be like you said it can be really encouraging. Did you want to say anything else about this little um, this, these reflections that we can do at certain times of day and how they can be helpful? Yeah, like uh, like for example, when we get up early in the morning, we can we can do that. Like uh, what I can be offer service, mm. what can I help? And also, I remember that um, and when I was in Thailand, my my father passed away. After three months, my brother passed away, and that really struck mm. me. And one of the reflection is really useful and helpful that you become more grateful and you have developed that gratitude is to to reflect on impermanence, because we tend to take it for granted. We think that oh, we always there. Especially we we harm we hurt our loved one much more than anyone else because we think that oh, they are the one always forgiven. They're always there for us. Hey, we never thought that hey, one day they would not be there. And that really aroused mm. that, you know, sense of urgency. We really appreciate our loved one. We tend to take for granted what they have done, to, you know, you know, all the love they gave us. We think we take it for granted. We think, oh, they're always there. And we, we tend to hurt our loved one much more than anyone else, you know. Because of we don't see that it's impermanent. But because of my father passed away after three months, my brother passed away, that really struck me. 
that really struck me that that, that impermanent like I can die anytime so then every morning when I wake up I, I, I feel so blessed that I'm still I'm still alive like you know the fact that I'm still alive is a blessing to me so to me I count my blessing every day so then actually actually when when I have that attitude I don't really waste so much time into really worrying about what other people said what what's going to happen in the future that really helped and I really become more appreciative to my family and to, to all my siblings that's really helped me I really appreciate so much because of reflection of that that the contemplation of the, 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 the uh, this uh, impermanent that we uh, to consciously mm. bring us to, 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 to remind us isn't it? If we know that we're going to die, lots of things doesn't matter anymore, isn't it? We still don't go on and on thinking <laughs> about this person said that, that person said that, isn't it? You think, I don't care. Why am I going to waste my time doing this thing, you know? I'm, I'm worrying about all these things that mm. I might die any moment. And actually, that that give you, that actually people think that, uh, some people think that our Buddhism is a very uh, pessimistic, you know, or you talk about suffering, you know, or uh, impermanent, you know. Actually, it's the other way around. Actually, become more positive. You become more appreciative. Mm. Appreciate the people around you. Appreciate all the things that you receive. Actually, that's also help. Reflection, you know, impermanent, that is also help. And also, Thinking of you know that uh, uh, the food that we eat, I, I do that every morning when I have my breakfast. Uh, I get up early in the morning. Sometimes I feel wow, you know, I'm still alive. You know, oh, what can I give? And, and this really help. And this help to to really you know to 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 change your mindset. And also practice present moment awareness. You're more aware of your reaction. Like for example, someone said nasty things to you. You're aware of your reaction. You feel like, mm, you feel annoyed. You, you, you can feel that kind of, you feel annoyed, you know, they're coming. You feel agitated because it's, it's terrible, it's not pleasing. You can feel that because when you're more aware of your reaction, sometimes that, you know, when, when we hear something, we can even feel our, even the manifest in our body, we feel even our, the, our, our chest feel tight, you know. We feel annoyed. And then we know that, yeah, we react to that person. And then actually when you're more mindful about it, you, you can you'll be able to pick that up, pick that, you know, as soon as you can, you know, the quicker you'll be able to pick that, you have that reaction. It's really it resolve very quickly. And then sometimes when I'm aware of that, I quickly change. Aware that, oh, it's coming. <laughs> I react. I feel agitated. I feel annoyed. So actually I'm aware of that. Then that is the time that we don't fo- we don't follow our thoughts or how terrible this person is. That's the time we able to, 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 to catch that. And that is the time we change the way we think. And then normally I will say, okay, uh, at least at least this person honest to the extent. I get what I see, I get what I see. And the person, at least this person mm. didn't step my back. <laughs> at least the person, even though the person <laughs> been rude to me, even this person been nasty to me, at least this person honest to the extent. <laughs> They've just been honest, you know, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. stepping my back. Actually, it truly make me feel much better. <laughs> you know, okay, I feel much better, okay, you know. <laughs> and, and and sometimes also, I like for, for things like, I, I will remind myself like you know the, to 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 set that you know to myself like oh thank you for giving me the opportunity that I thank that person giving me the opportunity to practice forgiveness and all this they say it's, ah, yeah. it's important when you be able to catch that then there where you change not to follow that this is change mm. your way of thinking rather following thinking how terrible the person is we turn around and think Oh well, you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity. You know, that and, and this is help. And then the more you do that, actually over a period of time, it naturally your mind just naturally don't go to the negative side, you know, thinking how terrible. You always twist back and you know, you always think of something that is more positive, 
and good about it. You know, you just you you can always find something. I don't know. It's just it's just after over period of time when you practice that, actually it's natural. You always think of something that is more positive, and it's need a bit of training if yeah. you apply this in your daily life. Yeah. Hmm. That's an excellent answer, and um, it kind of brings me to my last question, which okay. is kind of a tricky one, I think, but. It goes also to what you were saying earlier about giving people encouragement because uh, we talk a lot about practices, you know, yeah. you know, practice generosity, practice meditation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, mm. that's absolutely essential. We're not going to get anywhere unless we practice. Mm. But in order to inspire our listeners, if um, our listeners were to take the advice that you've given today, put it into practice every single day. What kind of inner changes might they expect over a period of time? Okay, so this is a, a, a frequent asked questions. People ask me, how do I know whether I have progressed, you know, because it's a graduate training. So I, I, I asked the person, okay, look. So after you have practice, so like for example, some of the things that used to bother you, you know, maybe take few months to get over, after practice, it still bother you, but it, it is shortened. For example, in the past, it takes you three, three weeks, and now it takes you two weeks, or slowly one week, or maybe a few days. I said, you already shortened so much suffering. And actually, a lot of mm. people, when I ask them, they look back, they said, true, many people told me the same thing. They said, yes, actually, they, they see that. As I, I said, you look back and see how you feel after you practice. Like some of the things used to bother you, now they still bother you, but you know, the, 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 the intensity of that emotion maybe get lessened, or uh, that the time that, you know, like last time takes you longer time, it, you know, you can't get over that for a long time, but now you still, you still have that reaction, but you get over faster. Imagine if you get hmm. over faster and you already shorten your suffering. And this is how you can see. Yeah. So those already practice, you look back, you see, you know, that this thing used to bother me, but now it still bother me, but I, you can feel that it's more manageable. Maybe in the past, you can't, you can't manage, but now at least it's still there, but it's more manageable. And then can I also ask... Do you yeah. feel like that's, yeah, if you yeah. practice, say, gratitude every yeah. day uh, and you practice like what you were talking about, like catching your reactions in the moment, your negative reactions, and then yeah. working out a way to practice gratitude in the moments yeah. uh, rather than feeling uh, angry or, or annoyed, yeah. does that lead to one's overall sense of well-being increasing, do you think? You, you, and then you, you really, you feel good, you know, that you, you, and then also you always see something good in others also. And it, it's very natural. Mm. You always see something good in others. If you, if you, if we develop that, 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 uh, that tendency of fault finding, we can only see the faults. We can't see anything good. But when, this is the opposite when we develop this. It's really, it's really strange that like, uh, you can always find something good about the other person, no matter how 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 terrible, how nasty the person, how rude the person is. But you always can find some. For example, even I can say, oh, okay, thank you for giving me the opportunity to practice forgiveness. Oh, thank you so much. I can practice forgiveness. I can practice kindness and compassion, um, and that's actually is a is a mind is a conditioned thing. This is how we keep doing it again and again, and this is how we condition our mind. We con we almost like use it, like brainwash us, you know, but in a good way, you know. And mm. that is become like naturally becomes like it's so natural. It's just a part of you. You just do it very naturally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. Is Look, that answer um, your question? I think yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Um, and it just it kind of wraps things up nicely just because uh, yeah. we started with this big question, which is, 
you know, how can we have everything and be happy? And of course, mm-hmm. we can't get everything that we want. However, mm-hmm. we can give up wanting. And when we do, as, as you said, if you practice gratitude, if you practice giving, if you practice virtue, if you practice meditation and present moment awareness, you can relinquish the things that we want and we can also in its place of in the place of wanting we can have this sense of uh contentment and fulfillment and that's what we were looking for in the beginning is that right yes 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 yeah mm. yeah. yeah okay well i think that's a really good place for to wrap up uh this mm. this interview so let me express my gratitude and appreciation to you ajan i know that you're very busy with uh, this very uh, fast-growing monastery. Uh, So thank you for your insight and wisdom on this episode of Treasure Mountain. And also thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us for this insightful episode of Treasure Mountain in which Ajahn Hasapanya has offered her sage advice on how practicing gratitude and generosity and developing the mind can lead to contentment and make us feel as if everything we need in life uh, is, 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 is what we have right here and now. Treasure Mountain Podcast is now part of the Everyday Dhamma Network. You can find out more about the Treasure Mountain Podcast by going to the links in the description below and I'll also be including links to Damasara Monastery and to the teachings of Ajahn Hasapanya. You can find out more about uh, the tri- about our guests and previous episodes by searching for Treasure Mountain Podcast. Uh, and if you go to the everyday.dhamma.net um, everydaydhamma.net homepage, you can discover more about the other podcasts that are available on our network. If you enjoy this podcast, you can subscribe to Treasure Mountain by using your favorite podcast app in order to get notified about future episodes. And don't forget to tell your friends about Treasure Mountain too. I'll have more inspiring guests and topics in future episodes. And until then, I wish you the best on your spiritual journey.